Welcome to the Domesticated Dude Podcast, where regular dudes have lighthearted, honest conversations about what's important to us, how we've learned or not from life lessons, and the steps we're taking to do better. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Domesticated Dude Podcast. I'm Logan, your host on this journey. Today, I'm joined by my friend Josh. Josh is the chairperson of a cancer nonprofit back home in Alaska, and we talk a little bit about why he's so passionate about doing that work and some of the things that they've been doing to help out people who have been affected by cancer. We recorded the episode on March 5th, and March 12th was the first day that Josh was working from home, and he's been working from home ever since. And so we catch up a little bit on that, what he's been up to, how he's able to take mental breaks and make sure that his mental and physical health are doing well. We talk about how to build healthy habits and to make sure that when you are thinking about doing a change, that you're realistic with yourself and it's not just an overnight thing. You're not just flipping a switch. You're building healthier habits that build to a healthier lifestyle. So this episode is a lot about being a catalyst for change and some of the ways that Josh is doing it, some of the ways that I've been doing it, and some takeaways for you, some small steps that you can implement into your everyday life. If you like what you hear on the podcast, please share it with a friend, leave us a review, and make sure to subscribe so you get the newest episodes immediately. Without further ado, here's my conversation with my friend Josh. Hope you enjoy. Hey, Josh, man, how you doing? It's good to see you. I'm doing pretty well, man. It's great to see you too. It's been a while. Uh, I think most of our texts the last like six, seven months have been you trying to uh, get me to finally send the Apple Watch you one from uh, from an auction up here. So I'm, I, hope, I hope you finally got it. <laughs> I did get it and I have been wearing it every day since. And it has uh, been telling me to stand up and it's been telling me to breathe. So I think I'm doing a couple things right. Yeah. And maybe this is like a little off topic from this podcast, but you know, since you guys have, since you have like Reed and Spencer, like on the regular, like really the, the worst thing that it does is like when you're going to the bathroom and it reminds you to breathe, like it's, I don't know. I, I feel shame whenever it happens. You know, I feel that way when I'm sitting at my desk and Granted, I haven't been sitting at my desk for very long, but it'll say, okay, it's time to stand up. And I'll be like, come on, I just sat down. What are you trying to do? But I understand it. I've been hitting my stand goals. Uh, I'm in pretty good health if if we're going by the watch. Well, the watch knows all. Uh, yeah, and that's a little scary. <laughs> yes, thank you for sending the watch. It has helped improve my life already. Um, I'm glad that I could contribute to the cause as part of that as well. Um, and yeah, I guess let's just get into that since we're already kind of on the topic. I bought that watch as part of a, or I was entered into a drawing as part of a fundraiser that you were a part of that you helped organize. Um, how did that fundraiser go, by the way? I don't think we've ever talked about how everything went after that. Uh, it went pretty well. I mean, all things considered, uh, I think for that fundraiser, we ended up raising, I think somewhere in the ballpark of $15,000, 15 to 20, I, I think um, we had to just with all things COVID and COVID restrictions at the time, Anchorage was really locked down. So uh, 
we really had to we had to shift gears multiple times over the course of a summer. Normally, we would have a fundraiser in uh, uh, in April, but then you know that's really like when COVID really started hitting. So we had to kind of postpone that and then just reconfigure it to be outside and socially distanced and you know kind of meet all the requirements so you know we could be both like you know safe and responsible and and not get in trouble for you know violating uh uh you know a lot of municipal uh emergency orders and and things like that but still still raise money um but uh yeah and and, and I don't know, maybe I should give like a little background on what exactly it is that I'm that I'm a part of before I get into the actual fundraiser part. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit, we've, we barely touched on it during our last conversation, but I figured it'd be good for people to kind of understand your passion behind it and, and what you're involved with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I volunteer, I'm uh, right now I'm chair of a board called the associate board of ambassadors for the American cancer society of Alaska. Um, I've been involved with it for about, two and a half years now. <clears throat> and the reason I got involved with it is that about three years ago, a little more than three years ago now, uh, I lost my mom uh, due to brain cancer. Um, she was diagnosed in the late summer, early fall of 2016. Uh, it was, uh, it, it was a, I guess we'll call it a, it was a terminal diagnosis from the get go. They're, they're like, we knew from the start, there was no cure. So kind of, went through that and and really like kind of after she passed there's after she passed you know there's there was just like probably a five six month period where it was just more like i guess like kind of like emotionally numb if you will like still wasn't like wasn't hadn't really processed anything i mean was like in the in the process of processing i guess if that makes any sense but like but like ultimately like i will say no progress had really been made um and then uh, actually a coworker of mine in uh, kind of that the fall like the following uh, fall after after she passed uh, was talking to me about a group she was involved in and with uh, with the cancer society and thought that you know I'd be a good for, fit for it and should join and or at least come check it out so yeah I talked to him there it's been it's a great group of people like the the staff here at the American Cancer Society here in Anchorage uh, that that I work with pretty you know. Uh, a few times a week now they're all great like very it's like a very mission driven organization and it's a mission that you know obviously i'm passionate about i have very close ties to um and then you know i was i i ended up becoming um uh, becoming chair about uh, i i was uh i was a board member i was just a regular uh regular board member for about for about a year and then I was uh, coach, and then I just uh, then I became co-chair. Um, so a uh, board member for about a year, and then uh, and then uh, they asked me to be uh, to be co-chair, and then I took that on, and I did that for about nine months or so. Uh, and then the uh, and then the per the my other uh, co-chair there um, uh, moved away, and I just took on kind of sole chairship, chairmanship, chair duties of that board. Uh, so really, uh, we've got about, we've got about a dozen people on the board right now. In addition to myself, we work with us with a dedicated cancer, cancer society staff member. Um, and, 
yeah, I mean, really, our main goal is fundraising uh, for American Cancer Society. All the money that we raise here stays in Alaska, except for a portion of it that goes out to research. But there's you know, none of the research is being done here, but it goes out to, I want to say one of, uh, you know, could be distributed out to anywhere from a couple dozen uh, different you know research organizations and universities uh, around the U.S. who are, you know, who are working hard to, you know, working hard in the, in the, in the fight against cancer. But it's a really long way of getting to like a really short point. <laughs> so. That's okay, man. Hey, it's Friday afternoon. Both of our brains are probably fried from being in communications this week. Um, but thank you for sharing that with us, man. That That's amazing that you're able to give back and be a part of this organization that you care so much about. I think that, um, you know, cancer is this fucking terrible thing and all of us are affected by it one way or another. Um, we've all had people who we love who have been affected by this, but for you to go out and do something about it, I think that really says something. And to you, for you to be able to get behind a cause that you really believe in that you're passionate about, I think, you know, that's something that, you know, in our own lives, if we can see something like that and take some action, I think we'll feel better um, for doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it, man. And yeah, it's, you know, before volunteering with ACS, with Cancer Society, like I never really did any volunteering before. Uh, I just kind of became a part of this board and it just, it was really just a natural fit. And like, I think everybody out there has got a cause that, uh, it, you know, has at least one cause that means a lot to them. Or like, even if they haven't explored volunteer, you know, volunteering for it or to I guess I'll say to help be part of the solution, you know, you know, donations and everything are always, you know, regardless of the nonprofit that you're, you know, that you're passionate about, like donations are of course always helpful, but like, it's really hard to replace, like, it's hard to replace, uh, you know, the people who are willing to give their time. Um, you know, that's, it's incredibly important. And, you know, on our board, you know, we have people who, uh, we have we have a number of folks who have been on the board longer than I have, you know, and we're, you know, we're continually picking up new members and, you know, like people come in and do their part. And I think, you know, it's in my experience, it's been it's always been a really fun group of dedicated people and, and kind of like minded people, at least when it comes to that specific cause, you know, like with all the craziness going on in the world today, whether it's, you know, like, I don't know, COVID politics, you know, like 2020 has just been an all out disaster it was all like it's just an absolute all out disaster of a year but like you know like it's nice to know that kind of with all this crazy stuff going on and like like that like you know you're still helping to do some good like you you're still taking you're still taking a little bit of control over you're taking a little control over the things you are able to control and you know the rest of it not all good not all bad but you know you just kind of have to deal with it. Like, it, I guess for me, it gives me a, it just gives me a, a, a it gives me a, a place to feel like I have at least some semblance of control over what happens and like in the impact that I make. We've talked about it before on this podcast. I don't know if you and I have talked about it before, but I know um, like Dusty and I talked about this a couple of episodes ago is that you can only control what's in your little bubble. And if you are using that bubble to do good things, you know, that's going to be a reflection on you. That's going to help better your community. That's going to help better people around you. So if you can take that passion about something and turn it into something good, 
You know, I think I think we need more of that right now because you're right. 2020 has just been a fucking dumpster fire. And if we can kind of take some silver lining out of it, I think it's that we've been able to find more things that we're passionate about and put more energy towards it. And yeah. I think that's a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really what I've found too, like since I've started getting involved in this, you know, just kind of by extension, I mean, you're a prime example, like, like, you know, my friends have also like gotten involved in some way, you know, I, I hosted a fundraiser up here and the, and the, the fundraiser that you <laughs> bought a, a raffle ticket for was actually like a golfing fundraising event at a local uh, par three course here. You know, Logan, obviously like, I'm in Alaska. Logan is in Nebraska and he still found a way to contribute from, you know, thousands of miles away. Uh, you know, his, his return on his donation was a little bit delayed, but he got there. But also like, you know, like when I look at, like when, when I'm looking through our fundraising dollars or like kind of where they come from, whether it's to a fundraiser, like if it's to, you know, like at a fundraiser, like at any given time, like I've got, like, I don't even push it super hard. Like I don't like just go out and directly target people and ask them to come to my event and pay for, <clears throat> and pay for what, you know, to come to whatever it is we're, we're hosting. You know, I put it out there on social media, like, you know, Facebook and Instagram and whatnot. And I mean, I've got, you know, 10, 20, 30 friends who are, who are there, like who just show up. And like, I don't know if it's entirely because I put it out there, but I know for some of them, you know, it's because, you know, they know, they know my, uh, you know, they, they're, they, you know, they, they know my life experiences. They were there kind of alongside me, you know, with them, you know, and they supported me throughout that and they still continue to support me. Like, uh, I mean, even for this year, and you probably don't know this, but spent, I, I asked Spencer, um, if he'd be interested in sponsoring this, uh, drive-in movie we have coming up. So I now distinctive ride Spencer's company is, uh, uh, is, uh, one of the sponsors. And it was like the coolest thing. Like I don't, you know, I don't talk to Spencer every day. Like, you know, we've started, you know, kind of texting back and forth more and more like, uh, you know, over the last couple of months, but like, you know, he's a busy dude, but like I texted him this and like my little pitch and he texted me back like 30 seconds later. He's like, I'm in. It was like, no questions asked. Just like, he's like, yeah, I'm in. And I'm like, wow. Oh, that was easy. Like, thank you. <laughs> like, I don't, don't even know what to say right now. I was expecting at least like a little bit of a delay. Like, but uh, no, it's like as soon as I sent it, I saw a little chat bubble coming up. I'm like, he's like, I'm in. This is, like, so anyways, it's just like, it's so cool to see. I mean, and also like it extends to my family too. You know, like none of us, like in my family, like we're not, we've never been super involved in like the nonprofit community or like supporting a specific cause. But, you know, my my dad has become a pretty, um, through the events that I've been involved in at least, has become a pretty regular like donor to cancer society and my uh and my sister this year is she's going to be one of the keynote speakers at the drive-in movie event so um and she did like a pre-recorded version of it and she'll be there to speak live and you know it's a just kind of talking about you know i'll say our, our family but especially like her experience kind of like kind of with my mom through through her cancer journey you know through her kind of experience with cancer so it's a hard story to tell like and especially like when you know it's going to be seen by, you know, who knows how many people, like just to, you know, and I, and I don't think that's something she probably would have done exactly in this format, like had I not been involved with Cancer Society. So like, it's, 
you know, kind of a combination of, you know, you're, it's, it's awesome to, you know, you, you really start to realize, you know, to see and recognize that support system that you, that you have, and you've always, and you've probably always had, you just didn't really, you just didn't really know it, or you just didn't feel like you needed it. But like, to know that it's there is, it's invaluable. And then also like, um, and really like if the way I'm looking that a way I look at it is if I can, if I can leverage just the shitty experience, like that, that shitty life experience that I've had and, you know, and I didn't even have the worst of it, you know, I'm not even going through treatment. I just have to watch somebody do it. Like, uh, you know, if I can use that experience and leverage it in some way to make it so hopefully somewhere down the line, somebody else doesn't have to, I mean, even if it's like one other family, like that makes it all worth it. Or if I can make their journey, like, even if it sucks, I mean, I don't think no cancer journey is easy. But if you can, if my efforts can make it just a little bit easier, you know, it's, it, it's more than worth it. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially with the fundraiser that you guys had in the fall, the one that I felt compelled to um, give some of my funds to was that one thing that I noticed was that you guys were um, purchasing ride vouchers for cancer patients to go to their treatments. And that's something that, you know, when we think about this and we think about the cancer, we think about the disease and we think about the impact that it has on, on people and their families. It's the little things, right? It's the little things that people who aren't directly living that experience that they don't really think about, but to have you on the board and to have your peers probably been through a similar experience that you have to really know what's important to those families and, and when they're, when they need support the most, what can help them out at that time, man, that's incredible. And to yeah. see the support that you get from the community, from our friends, from Spencer, from your sister, like it just, ah, man, I, I'm getting choked up and I'm not a part of, I'm not directly a part of the, the, um, fundraising efforts and all of that. But like I have people in my life who've been affected by cancer. I mean, my friends like you and some other friends have lost parents to it. And, um, my family has had struggles with it too. And so to, to see it, to see my friend do something about it, to stand up and take action, man, that that's really inspiring to me. So thank you for everything that you guys are doing. Um, it's just incredible. Yeah. yeah and I, and I appreciate it. And you know, it, there's definitely times, you know, like, especially, you know, being in, in the chair role. So like, kind of, I'm, I guess, like, I'm kind of like, overseeing and kind of in charge, <laughs> uh, scary term uh, of, uh, of kind of the, the board's fundraising efforts and strategy and everything like that. Like, you know, it gets to be like, there are times like, it, it's a lot of work, it can be a lot of time. And, you know, like, and it's easy to feel burnt out, like, you know, like, and, but unfortunately, like, both like, kind of, I, I don't know, I guess I'll call it a silver lining, like, there are always, like, kind of just unfortunate, crappy reminders of that, like, uh, things that happen that remind me, like, why, why I do what I do, like, why, like, why I am doing this, why, I'm, why I am putting in the time or dead putting money towards something or whatever, you know, like in February, like I had two, I had uh, two of my friends lost parents to cancer, you know, like a year ago or 
in uh, December December of 2019, in the same over the course of the same weekend, uh, one of uh, another another friends uh, a, a different friend like lost their dad to a cancer very similar to the one my mom had, and like weirdly enough, like I, I had never met the man, but like his I went to his memorial service, which was on my mom's birthday. So like, and then also that same weekend, I found out that one of my best friends up here had been diagnosed with, with cancer, different kind of cancer, not a, not a pleasant one as far as cancers go, but one that's one that is, can be treatable. And, and he's doing good now. He's in remission. He was out in Seattle for the better part of a year receiving treatment. And uh, he's, he's on the up and up now. He's, he's, He's headed in the right direction, so hopefully, it, hopefully, it stays that way. So, anyways, like, you know, not to make it like Josh's sob story, but like, like I don't even think I realized like how prominent cancer was, like, you know, just just where all the impacts are until I started doing this. And you know, it's it's got its times where it's like sad and kind of you know overwhelming. And you know, thankfully, I I haven't had to battle it myself. Knock on wood, and you know, like hopefully stays that way <laughs> but uh but you know like just to know like i mean you know, like you sit back and think about it and like i don't know that there's very many things out there that impact so many different people in so many different ways like it's it it's crazy yeah and it affects everybody so differently like you were just saying but it's something that people can kind of rally together around right it gives us kind of that feeling that yes it feels like we're alone going through this right now but you're not like there are so many other people who are going through something similar and to be able to kind of rally around that. I think that that helps give a little bit of support to, to people who may be struggling out there. Yeah, absolutely. We've been talking about this a little bit. We've talked about um, your, your work with a nonprofit. You guys have a, an event coming up that you mentioned, um, but let's take kind of a look back. We talked about how much of a complete dumpster fire 2020 was and I started this podcast just about a year ago and you and I were just talking before we started recording that it has been about a year since you've been working in your office. Is that, is that a fact? Like is, that yeah. just blows my mind. Yeah. Like, so I think my last, the last day that I actually worked in my office at, uh, was March 12th of 2020. It is now when we recording this at least is March 5th. So in one week, I will I will have been I will have been working from home for a year. I've been I think I've been to my office building uh, three times since then, but I've only actually even been in my office, like my actual office, once, and that was just to pack up the rest of my shit that I that I thought that I didn't think I would need when I thought I was going to be working from home for two weeks, you know, and then you know, fifty two weeks later or. 52. Yeah. Uh, you know, here we are. So <laughs> it's, uh, um, you know, like went home with, you know, went home initially just with my laptop and like a charger and like a couple other things expecting and just work from my couch for a couple of weeks. And here now, like, like I've got my, my extra bedroom, uh, in, in my, uh, in my uh, house, um, all like geared up to be an office, like, I've got like a really fancy looking bookshelf behind me right now that did not, was not here until like pretty recently. Like 
I've got my computer desk. I've got a dual screen monitor set up. Like I went out and bought a webcam. Like I've got all like my, like a bookcase kind of thing right next to me that like sort of acted as my shelves for all like my work notebooks and all the other crap that I have. Like it's, um, it, I never in a million years would have thought that I would be working from home like for this long, but it's got some good points and bad points, but, uh, but for the most part, so we, we talked about this a little bit when we talked this summer, when we did it, when we did our first episode, um, you were cooking a lot more at home, which is something that you like to do anyway. But a year later, what are some of the things that you have been doing to kind of stay mentally fit and be able to kind of live a healthier lifestyle since we don't have a lot of the movement that we used to have we don't, we're not going out places. We're not going to the gym a lot. Like what, what's been going on in Josh's world that, that you've been able to do yourself? It's hard to even really know where to start. Like <clears throat> at this point, just because it's, it's been like, like a nonstop, like series of change of like small incremental changes over the last year to try to like, I don't know, have things seem normal or like live like a more normal <laughs> life. So, um, but yes, like I started cooking a lot. And like one thing working from home, like one of the benefits of it for me at least is that like, you know, like it, it gives me more flexibility with what I can cook. Like not that there's like a much like, I mean, you take like one, I'm at home. So like, you know, if I take like a little break or something like that from, if I just need to stand up from my desk and walk around a little bit, like before, you know, I'd go into the break room or down to like like coffee cafe thing and go, you know, grab a drink or something, just get some time away from the desk. But like now I do something similar, you know, I can go out to the kitchen and start cooking. I got a, I got a sous vide uh, machine. Do you know what that is? That's the fancy thing that cooks everything in water. Yeah. We'll call it fancy boiling. Um, no, um, you, yeah, you, yeah, you've got your food in like a, in like a, uh, like air t- airtight, like kind of um, uh, like vacuum sealed bag and you've got it in the water, you've got like a little I don't know, piece of equipment that goes down into a pot, it heats to a specific temperature. So like really like if you want to do like a steak or something like that, like you put it in there, you set it, you know, if you want your steak to be, I don't know, medium rare, you know, you set the, you know, you put it in the bag with whatever seasonings, you put it in the sous vide, set it at like 130 degrees for however long, because like, because it's the water's only going to be 130 degrees. It's never going to be, the steak will not cook past that. And then whenever you're ready, you just, uh, um, you know, you just take it off and, you know, sear it off in cast iron or on a grill or whatever you want to do. And it just ends up being this just like stupid, flavorful, tender piece of meat. Like it makes even the, you know, most cheapest cuts of hot garbage, like, like, you know, kind of just like fall apart in your mouth. Like it's, uh, it's incredible. But anyways, like, that's just like, but like whether like, you know, in the summer, like if I want to use the Traeger to smoke something like, you know, do some ribs or, a, uh, or, or like a pork shoulder or something, you know, it takes a long time. I can put that on and just like monitor it throughout the day or do whatever needs to be done. Just take a couple of minutes away from my computer and go take care of it. Um, so, I mean, that's one of the, so like, so the cooking has been a huge thing. You know, like I've, you know, still, still eat out every once in a while and, uh, you know, partially to kind of help support 
local businesses and everything because they're struggling, but also because it's it is. I I love cooking, but it's also nice to not have to cook if you know, occasionally. Um, <laughs> and then uh, let's see here. Over the winter, earlier this winter, I, I bought a uh, I actually I bought a road bike and a, like a stationary trainer thing you attach to it. Um, so I've been hitting that pretty hard. My goal here for, for March is 300 miles on that trainer. Um, it's a lot of time in the saddle, but it's really like you, you break it down. It's like, you know, in March, it's like less than 10 miles a day, 10 miles on a bike goes pretty quick. And most of the time I'm riding, you know, I'm more in like the 15, like somewhere around like 15, <clears throat> 15 miles, which takes, you know, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, something like that to get done. And then, um, uh, so just kind of a way to stay active, you know, without being in the gym and let me, can I ask you a quick yeah, question? Yeah. How much did you spend on your setup for your bike and the trainer? I want to know if that's a better way to go than diving into this Peloton cult stuff. Honestly, like it, though, at least like with my setup, like it probably comes out pretty close to a wash. I mean, well, Peloton, I think is still more expensive. Um, my my whole setup. So I got a used bike from one of my friends, but it's or, you know, but it's it's a it's a pretty high end bike. So like I think I bought I bought that for used for a thousand, and then I got a, a used like trainer thing off of uh, um off of like Facebook Marketplace, and I think that cost me about two hundred. Um, so like it's not like a small investment, but like also like in the summers, like I want to be able to ride outside and whatnot. So, um, uh, so it kind of made sense to go more the bike route than like sort of the just like the stationary bike, like the Peloton style thing. Um, but you know, I think it just depends on things. Like I just like to, you know, I'll put on a movie um, on my iPad or something like that and watch it when I'm pedaling and makes the time go by fast. Right now I'm working my way through the entire like Marvel universe in, in like chronological, in like the movie chronological order. So like there's charts out there with like the, I don't know, 20 movies or whatever it is that it's, that are incorporated. I think right now I'm, I think I'm about a third or coming up on halfway through. So I'm almost done with guardians of the galaxy too. <laughs> um, so it, it makes it go by quick, but like some people just, some people work out better with music or the, you know, it's easier with somebody leading that kind of leading the workout to kind of keep them on track and focused and engaged. Like I don't need yeah. that personally, but some people do and you know, Peloton or, you know, there's a bunch of other kind of comparable options out there that, uh, that are good. But yeah, I know a bunch of people have gotten Pelotons over the last, you know, over the last several months. And I, I looked at it too, but it just, this ended up being a little better option for me, I think. It seems like, I mean, it seems like a cool deal, right? You're being, you're putting yourself in a spin class with other people from all across the country and the world and you're competing against them. Like mm -hmm. some people need that competitive drive, but I'm kind of like you, I bought a little rower machine for 85, 90 bucks off Amazon. Mm -hmm. And I try to row for half an hour, 40 minutes in the morning before work, but I'll, I'll put on episodes of the league. I'm mm -hmm. working through the league right now. So I'll like watch an episode and a half of the league and I'm doing my workout and that's perfect for me. Like I don't need to go to the gym. I don't need to do any of this. Sometimes I'll go for a walk, but I find my little rower thing works just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I mean, really, I mean, just whatever gets you active and moving and, you know, all that good stuff. Like it's, uh, you know, whatever it takes. I mean, I, I think it, I feel like it's worth it. Like kind of the outlook I've taken is, and it's been a while since I've, since I've taken this kind of look, but I'm like, you know, like I've only got one body, like I, I've put it through quite a bit already. <laughs> um, you know, like there may have been some, some, some nights in a particular Fairview apartment, um, with some college buddies, uh, you know, that might've put some of my organs through the, uh, through the ringer, <laughs> uh, liver will never be the same. Uh, there was definitely no 151 involved, um, in doing so definitely none of that. Um, uh, and, and no Irish car bombs either. Not a single one. Or orange Julius's with rum in them or vodka. I can't remember. Maybe both. Probably both. Um, whatever was on hand. Uh, <laughs> from what I remember, that crowd was very picky about their beverages of choice. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I love getting the trainer. Like it's, you know, I'm just, I'm, you know, over the last, you know, last few months, just been really putting a lot more focus on taking care of myself, both in, you know, through exercising and, and all that and, and all the exercise, you know, I think everything they say about it, you know, being tied into your mental health. Like I, I believe every bit of that. I, I always feel better when I'm working out regularly. Like, like my, you know, my, my brain feels better and like and body does too, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, really just, you know, Peloton, stationary trainer, rower, whatever, like just, you know, like getting moving, just, it just helps so much, especially now that, especially now that we're, you know, all kind of spend a little more time in our houses than we may have before. Um, yeah, it's, you know, just kind of, I don't know. It's a lifesaver literally. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, being able to have that time, you know, if you are working for home from home or, you know, even if you're not going out as much as we used to do before all of this happened, you can still find 15, 20 minutes or even five minutes to move your body a little bit more than what you used to do. Uh, I've found that even taking walks during work is something that I'm trying to do more of now. Uh, we'll walk around campus as a team and be like, yep, we need a break from our computer. We're going to go walk around campus. We get some of that sunlight. We're not looking at our computers anymore and it just helps. You know, we may not say a word on those walks, but it's just good for all of us to just kind of get out and move our legs and be out in the, in the elements a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, I, and I mean, I think something you'll definitely appreciate having grown up here, you know, like, like in the winters, especially like it gets hard, like, you know, it's so dark, it's cold, you know, like we've got four and a half hours of, you know, coming, come winter solstice, we got like four and a half hours of daylight. It's, you know, it's been below 20 degrees for the last below 20 or, you know, below zero for, you know, depending on where you're at for like the last month. And like, you'll, you know, you'll have snow on the ground till, till May. <laughs> like it's sometimes like, it's a little harder to get outside and um but like like right now like i've you know we're you know we're kind of we're finally getting into the part of the year where we start gaining daylight pretty rapidly so 
you know, working our way up to that 20 hours of daylight, which is also challenged sometimes, but like, but like you just start to feel so much better and being able to get outside into that stuff or out into the sun, out in the fresh air. Like, it's just, oh, it's like, there's, there's nothing better. And then, you know, like, and during the summer, like I do kind of the same, you know, similar thing or, you know, spring and summer, once the roads are a little less icy and a little less snow on the ground, then yeah, I take some, I mean, last year I took a lot of walks just through the neighborhood, threw in my headphones and, you know, called my dad, you know, called my dad, called my grandma, listened to a podcast, domesticated dude. Uh, and, uh, well, you know, or, um, and, uh, you know, it is just kind of, just kind of zone out for a little bit, go take a walk, get some fresh air, get a little sun or out in my backyard. I've got, uh, I've actually got, so I have like three trees in my backyard, which are perfectly spaced apart for, to hang two hammocks between, you know, to hang a hammock between kind of each span. So two hammocks, uh, it, uh, so like sometimes in the afternoon, I'll, you know, take my laptop out there or something, or just, or just go hang out out there for a little bit and get some sun and fresh air and relax and not be in this, you know, I don't know, pretty small, generally dim, dimly lit room for, you know, eight, 10 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You have to find ways to do that and to kind of be innovative and find new ways to, to get, get out and do stuff. Um, you mentioned to me earlier, um, during the week when we were kind of planning this, that you and your girlfriend have been doing some fitness challenges. Walk me through that a little bit. Are you guys like seeing who can take the most steps, seeing who can, um, I don't know, bike the most miles? What are some of those challenges you guys are doing? Yes. Yeah, so, so we're doing them like a little more independently, I guess. <clears throat> so, so I'm, uh, so like my personal one this year, this month is, uh, kind of loosely related to a cancer society fundraiser. It's just where I got the idea. I'm just not doing the fundraiser alongside it. Cause I asked my friends for money enough other for enough other things, <laughs> but the, uh, um, but it was uh 300 miles in March. So that's where I got the idea for it. I'm like 300 miles. Like sounds like a lot, but like, really like, what else am I doing? Like, you know, I can spend like 45 minutes on a bike, you know, five, six days a week. It's really, it's really not that much of a time commitment, all things considered. And then, uh, so that's where I got the idea for that. And like, so far, so good. I'm on track, you know, just got to keep it up for the rest of the month. But then, uh, but my, but my girlfriend, uh, named Sarah, um, <laughs> is, uh, uh, so she's one of, she, you know, she's, she's someone who kind of does it, does better with workouts when, when there's somebody leading them. So like, so she goes to spin class, she goes to, uh, uh, like a spin studio up here called vibe um, conveniently located next to both a, uh, a bakery and a brewery. So, you know, um, and then uh, it's uh it's the ideal situation. Um, but, you know, but like, you know, but that studio has got, you know, a challenge going on in March. I think it's like, like kind of like a, it increases every week. So like, you know, your goal is, 50 miles the first week, the second week, your goal is 60 miles, 70 miles the next and so on. So I think she's going to try to, I think she's going to hit the first two for sure. Um, the first, the challenge is the first two weeks. Um, and those classes in general are like 45 minutes long. So, um, so like, it's not like you have an infinite, an infinite amount of time. Like it's however many miles you can get into that 45 minute class each day. Um, and then, uh, 
she actually recently started doing a, a called a Pure Bar. Um, I honestly could not tell you everything it is, like <clears throat> it entails. Um, it's generally, I think, more of a more of like a strength building class. It's not like a not like a cardio class. Um, but and now they've got a challenge that's twenty classes and in 31 days or 20 classes in 30 days, whatever. So, so she signed up for that and she's just got her schedule all like, she's got her, her classes all scheduled out for the month and everything like that. I mean, she's doing two a days sometimes. It's just, I mean, she's Damn. making me look like an absolute clown um, with it. So I just, um, you'll get used to that, Josh. That's what happens when you're in serious relationships. <laughs> we end up looking like the clowns and you just have to accept that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit of a transition for me, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but no, like, so, I mean, so, and I think some of it is just like, you know, we've, I, I'll speak for myself. <laughs> uh, you know, I put on my COVID-19 if you will. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, like, and it's also like bring it like a little bit of a tangent here. So having more time to cook and like cook like more complicated recipes is both is kind of a double edged sword. You're always going to have delicious food. That food is not always terribly healthy. Like um, a while back, I bought a pasta making machine or like a pasta rolling machine and everything like that. Like I bet in like a two week span after I bought it, I had like a big ass plate of pasta of some kind, like half a dozen times, like every other day. And uh, from what I've, from what I know about weight loss and getting in shape, uh, it's not a real good nutrition strategy right there. So, um, no, it's, uh, <laughs> so I had to make a few changes there. So, I mean, still, you know, still eating well and, you know, have, there's all kinds of recipes that are without being labeled like health food exactly are still pretty healthy, healthy enough, <laughs> um, you know, to actually, right. yeah. you know, keep your, you know, you know, keep your nutrition in line and, and, you know, kind of achieve what you're looking to achieve through workouts. You know, it's easy to, you know, you can work out every day, but if you're eating, you know, McDonald's five times a week, you're probably not going to make a hell of a lot of progress. Like, yeah. But so are you, are you and Sarah holding each other accountable to anything? Do you guys have like a bet going on? Like if she doesn't make all of her classes, she has to cook you dinner for a week or anything like that going on? No, not really. Like it's, I mean, I'll, I'll just say like it, it, it kind of, it's more just like the support system, like the, just like the encouragement and like, and things like that, you know, it's just like, and I think it, you know, in a way that kind of keeps you accountable, you know, keeps, keeps us accountable to each other. Like, you know, like we've both kind of like committed to doing this, but like, it's not like, it's not exactly something like, Oh, well, if you don't, you know, there's some punishment at the end. It's like, you know, we're, we're trying to do it for the, you know, trying to do it for the right reasons, I guess, you know, take care of ourselves, get in better shape, like, and just, just be healthier overall, like in the end and like, have it be something that's like sustainable, like not something like we go through each workout, just hating life because like, we just don't want to lose a bet or something, you know, like, not that there's, not that there's not some value to that sometimes, but like, ultimately, like, I mean, the goal with this is like, yeah, we've got the challenges going on this month, like and whatnot, but like, like the goal, like our goal is for this to be a sustainable kind of like long-term thing, you know, like, is she always going to do like two a days or like, you know, be doing like, what do we got? Like, I don't know, 50 workouts in like a 31 day month or whatever the hell it is. Like, no, 
like that's not that's that's not sustainable like um and like for me like 300 miles on a bike in the end it does end up being a lot of time that you know like but like if i could do like 150 a month that's pretty good like so just kind of like get ourselves on a better path toward being healthier and have it being like a long-term thing not just like a short-term sprint that you know we're gonna get done we're gonna binge on all kinds of i don't know like cream-based pasta whatever and like you know and gain and like lose everything that we just worked so hard to get you know um yeah you guys are building the habit right yeah. so you, you're showing yourselves that you can do this for a period of time so then when it comes time for the next period you're like oh well i did double that last month there's no way i'm not doing a little bit less than that this month and next month and the month after that. So as long as you can kind of build those good habits and show yourself that you can stick to them, that's how it's just going to help create that lifestyle change. So where it's not just, you know, it's not just a diet, right? You're not just going on a diet. You're not just doing this fitness challenge for 30 days. You're building those habits that will last for as long as you want them to. Yeah, exactly. It's like one thing, like, I mean, I've run into it. I think everybody's run into it at some point who's, put on a few pounds or never has aspired to lose a few pounds or do something, you know, like it's, you know, you, it gets, you, you term it as a diet and then like, it just kind of implies it's temporary. Like you're not always going to do this. You're going to get to a point and then you won't have to anymore. And that's just, it's gotta be a lifestyle change. It's not, it's not just a, a diet you go on. It's like, it's just a different way of, of, it's a different way of living and, even if it's just a relatively small change, like it's just, it's gotta be something that in the end you can, you've got to keep, you got to be able to keep going with it, like, and, and have it not feel like a chore. Like it's just. Right. And, and having each other to kind of hold yourselves accountable and to push each other. You know, I mentioned the bet system. That's good for certain situations, but I think to build that lifestyle change, it's better to go about it the way that you guys are, as you guys are looking at this as bettering yourselves and, making these better choices so that those become the default and and that way it's, it's not just a temporary thing, kind of like the diet or, you know, whatever. Um, So you guys are doing it for all the right reasons. Kudos to you guys. I want to know, we should do a follow up here in the next few months and kind of see how that went and making sure that you guys kind of were able to make some of those changes. I know it's hard. Like every day you have to, you have to be intentional about making those choices and it can get tough sometimes. Like sometimes I just want to say, no, I'm not going to work out this. I'm not going to work out this morning. I'm just going to lay in bed an extra 15, 20 minutes instead. That is okay for one time. But if you make that the habit, now you're back to square one. So how do I change my mindset into saying, nope, I'm getting out of bed. I'm working out this morning and I'm starting my day that way. It's it's a whole mind shift, man. It, it, it It's hard. It's And it's not going to happen overnight. And I think... Um, we have to make sure that we set realistic expectations for ourselves that, yeah, this isn't a one-time thing, right? Like I'm not going to work out one time and lose 10 pounds on the flip side of that. I'm not going to eat a cheeseburger and gain 10 pounds. So there, there has to be that balance, right? Like making sure that you are keeping up with expectations and and being honest with yourself. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's, that's the goal. You know, we still got some still got some work to do on it, but you know, we're, you know, we're on a good path forward and, you know, we've, and this isn't like, we didn't just start doing this in like March, you know, like we both over the last couple of months have been making some, you know, just kind of making some 
incremental changes just to, you know, whether it's what we're eating, you know, like when we're eating, you're like, it's like, well, we could go out and grab drinks. Should we, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, you know, making some of those decisions. It's like, and you know, it's like, and you don't like completely deprive yourself or anything, but like, just actually like think through, like, and be like, kind of get through that, uh, uh, more like kind of not exactly just like a spontaneous, spontaneous on the spot decision. Like, like, I'm like, it's like, I'm bored. Let's go get drinks. It's like, let's like, we, we could find another path, <laughs> you know? Yeah. There are other things to do somehow. I don't think we ever thought about that in college. I thought, you know, Oh, Hey, we're bored. Let's drink or <laughs> we're not doing anything. Shit, we might as well drink right now. Yeah. Now we're in our thirties and we're like, man, if I'm drinking more than two beers, I have to like have a plan. I have to know what's going on. It's a whole thing. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really nothing that ever went through my head when like, you know, ten years ago I just turned thirty-three. Uh, thirty-three, uh, you know, about a month ago. So like, you know, ten years ago, like this was nowhere remotely close to my thought process. Yeah. Here we are. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how all that changes. A little over 10 years ago, I was leading editorial meetings at the student newspaper, incredibly hungover. You know, like, it's just, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> no way. Like, okay, so tonight was $2 beer night at the art gallery downtown. They do a fantastic job of drawing people in, like $2 beer night. And this is any beer. This is craft beer. This is local beer. This is not just Bush Light, Bud Light your domestics. This is actual beer with substance in it. And tonight, like I said, it was $2 beer night, but they were trying to get rid of some, some beers that they had for a while. And one of them happened to be a stout that's 9%. <laughs> and if you buy any beer, you get this other beer for free. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to make me pay a dollar for a beer? Like, I can't just pass that up. I know drinking beer is terrible for me, especially since I'm giving blood tomorrow. But I looked it up, and it's okay to drink beer before you give blood um, the night before. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is you can never pass up $2 beer night at the art gallery downtown because, number one, you're supporting local business, and number two, they're $2. Yeah, you know, I think your excitement over two dollar beer is like the Alaska version of getting excited over like four dollar beer night. Like, uh, uh, go to Buffalo Wild Wings. It's like, oh man, they got Bud Light on special for three fifty a glass. It's like, <laughs> you want to get craft beer? You're going at least like five dollars a glass. Like that's that's where that's in the cheap places. <laughs> Hey man, there's something to say about the Midwest cost of living. Uh, the good life, right? That's right. Damn straight. Well, hey man, we've covered a lot of ground today. I don't know if there's anything left for us to talk about. Is there anything else that's kind of on your mind before we get going tonight? No, man. I mean, we'll go. There's always more to talk about, but we can save it for another episode. I, <laughs> I think I've rambled enough for for one. It's all good. I love to hear your rambles. That's why I want you on here. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's always good talking and catching up. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for sharing your story with me and our listeners. I know it means a lot to you. It means a lot to me to help out wherever I can. And I know it means a lot to other people too. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on.